1: Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Grus vom Krampus, Fright School.
0: Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello,
1: everyone. Hi, Joe.
0: Hi, Joshua. Ah.
1: Uh, Holidays is here. The
0: holidays is here. Holidays. The holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy New Queer.
1: Happy yes, exactly. Happy New Queer. Yes, yes, yes. Hopefully you dear listener are uh, having a wonderful holiday with family. And if not You're most likely not, but (laughs) hopefully there's alcohol. Yeah. Um or whatever your coping mechanisms are. Yes. Who are we to tell uh, to tell each other what's going on? Exactly. I'm sorry, I'm looking at my... I have this really cool dragon box. Yeah. It's like a puzzle box. It looked like it was broken, but it's not. What's in the box? Nothing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about, you know, putting Gwyneth Paltrow's head in it, but it just <laughs> doesn't fit. It's too small. Ooh, that's a spoiler. Head, I mean.
0: 22 years. 20 <laughs> late, 20-something years
1: late. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's been all right. It's been going okay.
0: It's our uh, third?
1: third Scary Christmas episode? I think so. Yeah. Scary cr- cr- Cryptmas. C- cryptmas. Cryptmas. Christmas. Boils and ghouls. Yeah. So we're going to be doing some holiday horror today. trying to like keep my energy up you know i don't know what's been going on but the last couple days i've just been feeling a little like you know it's that lull it's the holiday lull Uh, you're hibernating yeah drinking too much and eating way too much oh i've been definitely doing that yeah 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 yeah. all this rich food all of it all of it uh so i saw cats Ah, <laughs> it's a holiday. speaking of horror. Right, right, right. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Joe, are you familiar with Cats? Have you ever seen the musical? Was that
0: a pun? Are you familiar
1: with Cats? No, but that's pretty funny, <laughs> I guess. Um, it is based on the poems of T.S. Eliot. Yes, the old Possum's Book of Practical Cats that's over there somewhere on the shelf. Uh, yeah. Exactly. But have you seen the musical?
0: Um, no. No. I, the I know show? the one song. You know Memory. Yeah. And then Jellicle Cats because that's what you. Jellicle Cats. That's the, right. That's the one that you sing all the time to me. Well, that I was singing earlier. Well, that too.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then I don't, you know, I mean, maybe don't see it until you've seen Cats. You know, it's always coming to town. So maybe next time it comes on through here. We'll, uh we'll run on down to the Civic yeah or the Balboa or wherever wherever it is and and see it and then see the movie because okay. i really feel like you know there obviously it's getting a lot of hate because of the imagery you know the digital effects and all which i think we saw i guess they went and fixed it again and re-released it they did that yeah. yes so well they had, they had fixed it for the the initial premiere and then he uh tom hooper i think is his name the director um, who did the King Speech as well? Uh-huh. So it's not mm-hmm. like he's a terrible filmmaker, I guess. Yeah, that won a lot of awards and stuff, and, and got Helena Bonham Carter. So, yeah. hey, genius in my book. Uh, but, anyways, he wasn't satisfied, so I guess they fixed the effects again, and then told all the movie theaters to like download a new copy. And they'd also be sending out like drives for it. Yeah. So I think that, and that was supposed to be the day we saw it. Everybody was supposed to have "quote unquote" the, the new version. And I actually thought it looked pretty okay. It did not look like the trailers, you know, that were horrifying to everybody and everybody was making fun of. Um, it looked much better. Okay. Okay. In my opinion. So, but regardless, regardless of what they look like, if you don't like the musical Cats or are, are familiar with the music of it. I maybe don't go see it, you yeah. know? I definitely don't think it's going to win anybody over, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. You know, there might be some kid out there that saw and was like, this is a stage show? What? And just bought the 1982 cast recording and is in, uh, falling in love all over again. All over again with the magic <laughs> of cats. <laughs> a whole new generation is, 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 fi- is discovering it's it. Is discovering cats. But I'm not sure... If that's actually happening. Either way, I just noticed, you know, there's tons of hate and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, as somebody who actually liked cats, because I went, it was the Sam Squanch. And um, let's see, Laura, who's been on the show. Uh-huh. Jay, who's been on the show. Um, our friend Z, who was coming on the show. And Jay's partner. Mm-hmm. Um, who I don't, I'm not going to say their name. yeah, um, But anyway, so we all went. I was the only person. Familiar. Who'd ever seen Cats? Yeah, who'd ever seen it, um, and had any familiarity with it, you know? So we're watching it, and um, you know, they're all cracking up, you know, because it is. I mean, the ho- Cats is bonkers, you know. I mean, well, yeah, if, if you don't know anything about the musical, it's like about all these cats getting together, and they're each like being introduced by other cats, like nominated. They're being nominated to basically get a chance to be reborn. To go to the Jellicle Ball, right? Well, they're all at the Jellicle Ball. That's where the Jellicle (laughs) Choice is going to happen. So they got to all get together and be like, "So who are you? Remind us why." It's kind of like what's going on now. We keep watching the debates. You know what I mean? It's a fucking bonkers shit show, you know. So I mean, that's all what cats is. So basically
0: cats is the twenty twenty De- democratic primary. Well debates. any,
1: really anymore. I mean, just any kind of political thing that's going on. <laughs> it's just a mess. But anyway, so it's like they're all like, here's you know, blah blah and like Buster they're for Jones. awesome, you know, and this is why Mungo Jerry. Yeah, that's the whole fucking plot of the show, you know, and then there's the <laughs> one cat who they're all hate and you don't know why, who keeps Keeps coming in, trying to burst into song, and can't because they all keep hissing at her, and she keeps getting chased away. And then this evil cat who is like trying to cavity, yeah. who's trying to fuck with shit. And yeah, that's the whole thing, you know that is, that's the musical. So it, it's it's ridiculous to begin with, you know. So like acting like the movie is adding any or would have added anything to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like either you hate cats or you love cats. Like, I don't think there's people in the middle of that are like, nah, it's okay. Like, you either <laughs> got to like it or you don't. You know, cause it is, and it's basically an opera. Like, so the movie, they added a lot of stuff to it. They added more story and you, there's a lot of dialogue, you know? So we're like watching it. And Jeffrey, he's so funny. He's like, um, he's like, Oh fuck. They're going to sing another song. I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking <laughs> musical. Like, where are you at? You know? I was like, it's basically an opera. Like, there's no talking in the show. Well, because we? it's based
0: on a book of poetry, which has no narrative, really. Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: It's loosely strung together with this bizarre plot. You yes, know? the Jellicle it, Ball. It's mostly a way for Andrew Lloyd Webber to, you know, showcase his musical uh, talentry. Um, or, um What's the word I'm looking for? Plagiary. Uh, <laughs> yes, his plagiary. <laughs> As you know, he, he gets brought up uh on charges of that often. Mm-hmm. Um see Pink Floyd Echoes and the Phantom of the opera. But that's the whole thing. Um, anyways, so I really at the end of it really I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Again, if you like cats, like see it. Um if you just wanna be like have a what-the-fuck moment, go see it, you know? But if you don't like Cats, don't go see it. Yeah, I probably will see it. Yeah, that's all I got to say.
0: I probably will see it because it's just, like... It's awful. It looks awful, but I also think that it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: It was. Well, that was the thing we all left. Like, actually, that was pretty fun. Like, there were definitely a couple of, you know, criticisms of it in our group, you know, that were, you know, obviously, you know, there were some size issues because it's like, okay, are they cats? Like, they're the size of cats or they're not? Yeah. Are they uh, small people or? The scale was all off, you know, all over the place. Whatever. Oh, I thought
0: you were like the cats were being fat phobic to each other.
1: No, 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 no. The scale, uh, no, not the, not, not the, the size of, the not cats. the
0: size of the cats. <laughs> no, I mean they're, they're not body ish. shaming.
1: Buster for Jones um, is not skin and bones. In fact, he's remarkably fat. Uh, there's a whole thing with James Corden, but he's very happy. Is he Buster for Jones? Yeah, he's he's totally here for it. He's like, yeah, I fucking eat all the time. Like, <laughs> come to my little. Uh, he goes to this like alley full of dumpsters of all the different restaurants, and they all eat out of it, and he's happy as a clam. So, hey, Uh, no shaming. They're all like, we love Bustopher Jones and his white spats. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, there was definitely, like, a few critiques, like, as we were leaving the theater. But most of us were like, hey, that was actually pretty fun. It was better than we thought it was going to be. There's some incredible dancing in it. Like, you know, again, as I've said before on the show and, you know, just in life, you know, as much as I love music, I also really love dance. And there's, you know, is one of the dance shows, musical yeah, yeah there is a lot of really cool dancing there's a ballerina is one of the you know main stars of the show um or of the film and she moves beautifully and so there's a lot of really cool dance numbers and such and you're like these people are working hard you know it's they didn't choose you know and it sounds pretty good the music sounds pretty good there's a few moments like <sighs> There are some things that are missing, like, in you as, like, a theater person kind of, you know, I'm sure they this happened with other musicals where they pull out a lot of, like, good background vocals and stuff to feature, like, this celebrity singer.
0: Uh, yeah. So
1: there's a few of that where some, some of the songs lose their oomph, you yeah. know, and some of the songs they change the arrangements of a little bit. And I'm like, well, this isn't fun. Yeah, it's not fun. You know, like, the, the, it it was kind of missing a little bit more, like... Oomph, yeah, all, yeah, yeah, that's all I can think, you know? And uh, part of that also, because it channels everything into that moment where Jennifer Hudson is going to sing Memory and, of course, blow up the whole fucking place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I See, I think what is... I think what's the most annoying thing about the Cats phenomenon right now is the fact that there are people who are posting reviews and then saying they'll never watch it. And yeah. I'm like, well, don't... Like, you're going to let a reviewer, you're going to let some person on the internet who... Yeah. Is Like, make up your own fucking mind about it. I mean, I, I know the whole point of reviews is so that way it informs the public to whether or not you should or should not go watch it. But I think, like, exactly what you said, if you don't know anything about the musical, or if you don't like the musical at all, then you shouldn't be... You definitely shouldn't go and see it. Yeah,
1: And there might be plenty of these reviewers who love cats who just hate this movie version of it. I just kind of left it like I don't really see what, like, other than did we just not have enough things to hate right now? Like, are we all just trying to be wildly distracted from, like, the horrors of our political situation that we're just going to focus on hating cats? Probably. Um, You know, like, it's also the contrary thing. I mean, it's like it's something we're all universally agreeing on right now is this hatred for cats. So, who knows? I just thought it was a little unfair after we left. We were all kind of like, no, that was, that was fun. It's entertaining. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, it was fun. I'm probably going to watch it again. It was a good time. Yeah. Anyways, what about you? See anything recent? Yeah, I saw Star Wars. Oh, right. Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of the Skywalker. yeah have not seen it yet.
0: I, I won't give you spoilers, but uh, it's definitely... Jeffrey's gonna love it because yeah. it, there are some things that are meant for the people who have been watching the TV shows and you know and all that stuff. So you mean like the Mandalorian or like like Rebels? Oh, okay. and yeah, Clone yeah, Wars all and that. all that stuff. So so they're kind of bringing all that in. Yeah, there's there's a way that it gets all brought up um, in the in the thing, and I like how they um, they deal with Carrie Fisher as well. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool yeah it was, it's it's good but that's pretty much that's pretty much it I finished mrs. Mazel yeah. very happy I'm done with her uh, I've been for another year for another year I have to wait another year to figure out how that's all gonna shake out
1: I know yeah it was one of those seasons where like nothing I think I mentioned this when I was talking about it on either last week or the episode before um how like n- nothing really happened the whole season. Until, until the last, the last episode. episode yeah which was a little frustrating i mean it was just like oh everybody's doing really well so it sets up that false sense of security i guess i mean and and there was other things happening but for the most part life was going good you know yeah. like she's obviously she's planning her christmas special and her other tv specials and she's just going to ride this shy baldwin fame all the way mm-hmm. and then obviously at the end but they released
0: a um they released a soundtrack uh, for the season because oh. they, they did so much original music for yeah. Shy Baldwin that I was like, the, how could they not? And they released some of his stuff, but then also the some of the more notable background stuff. So Nice.
1: So cool. So I will
0: be listening to that.
1: Yeah, I really like his voice, and they do a good job. I, I really – they do – it would be so much fun to work on, like, a show like that, like, as a musician where it's, like, I get to recreate songs from, like, the 50s and 60s, like that sort of vibe. yeah. You know, I think it'd be really fun, you know, or trying to like write 80s music, but that has to really sound 80s. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, it's
0: fake music for that's, you're writing like a hit. Right. Exactly. But you don't
1: know that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I just think that's gotta be fascinating for like songwriters who get to work on those sorts of projects. Um, Adam Schlesinger. Yeah.
0: Adam Schlesinger. um, He... He was in Fountains of Wayne, so he wrote <laughs> Stacy's Mom, but he's also written a lot of, like, fake band music. Hmm. Um, he did, he's one of the executive producers of uh, A Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but okay. he also wrote, he wrote the songs for Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, music and lyrics. Um, cool. Less, yeah. Shout out to, <laughs> I know he listens. Yeah. So shout out to you, Adam Lessinger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: Um cool. Trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to catch you up on other than other than the cats thing. I definitely will be seeing it at some point. Yeah. Um gosh. Um I did pick up a book that I wanted to talk a little bit about. It's not uh it's not brand new. I think it came out in two See. Oh no, it is 2019. I thought it was a little bit older than that. Anyways, it's called Monsters. She wrote the women who pioneered horror and speculative fiction. Ooh, yeah, it's very cool. It's like a um, oh gosh, an encyclopedia almost. You know, so it's got all these different female writers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, Monsters. She done sat down and wrote. <laughs> Uh, but I wanted to bring it up because I think that it's actually pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to be reading through this over the holiday season. But obviously it's got, like, you know, Mary Shelley in it. But also then all these other women, Elizabeth Gaskell, Catherine Lucille Moore, uh, V.C. Andrews, um, Anne Rice, um, just all, all kinds of women just and, and, and their contributions uh, to horror and speculative fiction.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: I wanted to promote that. It is by Lisa Kroger and Melanie R. Anderson. And uh, yeah, maybe add that to your to your holidays. If, if you get an Amazon card, you get a Barnes & Noble card. Yeah. You know. I will add it to the list of books I will not read. Right, exactly. Um, I also ordered that uh, Lady of the Black Lagoon to yes. read. Yes, mm-hmm. Um, cause I, cause we are going to do Creature from the Black Lagoon very soon on a, on an upcoming episode. And, uh, so I wanted to, to pick that up and read it before we did that. Awesome! I also have this also other fun book called Vivisectionary by Kate LaCour, a convocation of biological art. I wanted to, uh, it's really neat, really weird, uh, illustrations of like biology, but being like being like twisted up.
0: Uh, well, yeah, it looks like you have like the first one. The image on the cover is like a merman that's
1: undergoing like surgery to become yeah, just to get a man legs. Yeah, just to get legs. <laughs> but they're like biomechanical. Yeah, it's really interesting. So I picked that up and uh, I just thought it was really beautiful. It's kind of it's from the Fantographic Press who did um they there are really cool comics and graphic novel imprint that just does bizarre things. You know, my favorite thing is monsters. Uh we talked about that on the show a couple of years ago when when the first part of that came out, which where is the second part of that actually? It still isn't out, Emile Ferris. Need to uh need to get on that. Anyways, isn't that weird? This
0: is very strange. Yeah. I'm I'm only four pages in and I will already have nightmares.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. It's hor- horrifying and bizarre, but also really, like, detailed. It's, like, it's designed to look like an anatomy book.
0: Yeah, it really is. Oh, there's a but penis. Oh, with,
1: like, stuff to think about. Yeah, there are lots of penises and things in there. Oh, there's um, a penis. But, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought that would be enjoyable to share with people. Vivisectionary. A mix between vivisection and a uh, bestiary. So it's like this. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fun huh this is this is kind of erotic yes, there's lots of uh, eroticism in it. so you know a couple of gift suggestions for the freaks in your life um,
0: <laughs> never your, without uh, suggestions listeners.
1: yes trying you know we ha- we don't really do our uh, plug palooza as much so I just uh, I, yeah. I picked those books up and I was like you know we gotta gotta tell people about them uh, all right barring anything else. I guess we'll uh, be right back with uh, Krampus. Krampus. Krampus.
0: Hey, everybody. What's
1: up? I'm here,
0: too. We are the Jersey Ghouls, a horror podcast based out of the Garden State. Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Marissa's Scholarly Conversations. By the way, if you Google Psycho Female, you definitely don't get the name of the actress from Psycho.
1: Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Nate's thrilling debate. Why? Why
0: are you so resistant? Because, don't you start! Join us on Jersey Ghouls for Jackie's love of 80s slasher movie, Topless Seat. Whoa, Jackie, this is a feminist podcast. I know. I'm a woman. And as a woman, I appreciate a nice set of jugs. Okay, but you shouldn't call them jugs. Hooters? Mazungas? Tatas? Dirty pillows?
1: Uh, I I like boobs, too. Can can I call them fun bags? No! No!
0: We're the Jersey Ghouls. You can find us on social media by searching Jersey Ghouls on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also find our blog and podcast on our website, JerseyGhouls.com.
1: All right. Here we go. Krampus. Krampus. 2015.
0: 2015. Middle of the decade. Adam uh, Scott. Tony Collette. Tony
1: fucking Collette. David Keckner. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's in this too. He's also in this. He is also here. Um, also present. <laughs> also present. That's right. <laughs> Uh, little MJ Anthony as Max, mm-hmm. uh, our, our little boy who brings about the Krampus. Yes. Wise German woman. <laughs> yes. Uh, Krista Stadler as Omi Engel. Conchata mm-hmm. Farrell. I think that's how you say her name as aunt Dorothy, who is Hilarious. I just love her in this, in this movie. So, all right. This is another one from, uh. Michael Michael Doherty. Oh. Doherty. Sorry. Doherty. Doherty. Caitlin Doherty. Right. Michael Doherty. Doherty. (laughs) Doherty. Michael Doherty. Uh, Written by him and Todd Casey and Zach Shields. And based on Krampus from Austro-Bavarian folklore. I enjoy that. Uh, So, yeah. You got a family who have lost the Christmas spirit. And they invite the Christmas devil.
0: Into <laughs> yes, their lives. The, the Christmas Devil is that really what Krampus is? Is Krampus the Christmas Devil? We'll get into that. We'll talk. We'll <laughs> oh, see,
1: okay. What'd you think of the
0: movie? I loved it. Yeah, absolutely loved it. See it again? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably see it in uh, Christmas Eve when I come over.
1: That's true. I will be playing it.
0: So, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, definitely would watch again.
1: Yeah. What'd you like about it?
0: Um, I liked that it was the family was believable. I feel like the family could be any family um I definitely felt all of that uh I liked how it was still hilarious, even though they were they were definitely like in the world, let's put it that way, like they you be- i believed i believed them um you and bottom you felt, felt that. I felt it yeah. I felt it in me. Um, yeah. And I, it was just fun. It was just a fun, you know, little monster flick, and and um, I just love anything with a wise European, like a wise
1: European, right, woman who, and not you know, even vaguely this time. No, German, just you straight know, they, they German. Like serve it up, yeah. You know, they tell they, you know this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, definitely would watch again. Yeah. Would show to other people. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I love sharing it at, at the holidays, you know. So this will be, well, I guess the third year because mm-hmm. it came out in 2015, but I didn't show it until 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, yes, enjoy it. It's so fun. I love, I love the juxtaposition of just right away the opening credits. Oh, absolutely. You know where it's this like lovely Bing Crosby esque. I don't know who was actually singing. Mm-hmm. Do you know? No, <sighs> Joe, you're supposed to know. I mean, it does
0: sound like it sounds like Bing Crosby or Perry Como, some crooner. It's Perry Como. that's singing, um, it's beginning to look, look a, lot a lot like, like Christmas, Christmas. and then it's oh, the opening of Black Friday. Yeah, it's like, like
1: slow motion. People punching each other in the face, getting tased, t- getting tasered, screaming, fighting over shit. But it's all slow and beautifully filmed, you know, in bright, cheery, happy colors, all the Christmas lights at this Mega Mart, whatever it was called. Um, Some super box store. Yeah, they had the, in the background, I was like, happy holidays from Metro Mart or mm, whatever it was. major store, big Big box store. Happy holidays from us. As, you know, and it's just so perfect to encapsulate where we're sort of at you know and where we've been at for a long time you know because i don't know i don't know enough about consumer culture to to know if that really started in the 80s because it's it's this interesting thing with this like michael doherty i think he really wanted to capture um that 80s spirit wanted to kind of bring that make a movie that felt like you know, a 1980s, yeah, like the conspicuous conception of the eighties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, very gremlins ask, you know, just something that captured that spirit. And I feel like the eighties was the first time, at least in my memory and in talking to people that you had that sort of knockout, drag out, knock down, drag out fight. Yeah. Over like, the cabbage patch dolls oh yeah Mm -hmm. you know and then like later on when i was younger it was the furbies Mm -hmm. you know and then these hatchimals a couple of years ago yeah it's like you know i i feel like that is that's such a quintessentially like 80s thing to think about you know it's like
0: what's the what's the must have
1: yeah but that sort of imagery of like trying to kill each other for a toy for the holidays when we're all supposed to be like joyful yeah. And grateful mm-hmm. and basking in the love of our Lord mm-hmm. and Savior. You know? Yes, absolutely. And not too long after we've all, like, spent a day being thankful and grateful for everything we have in our life. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, we're, you know, Gonna we're, get some we're more shooting each other. We're pulling guns on each other now because yeah. that's the thing. Uh, so it's just, it's so Perfect. The opening credits, you know, and it introduces us to, you know, Max and his little family, mom and dad, Tony and Adam doing their thing. Big sister. Christmas. He, the little boy, Max, just wants to keep Christmas alive. Yeah. You know, he wants to keep the spirit. He's in a fight with a kid because the kid is telling other kids that Santa doesn't exist. And he's just heartbroken by this, you know. He's like, don't ruin it for them. Not to mention that his parents... Marriage is on the rocks, yes, and like benign neglect, you know. More benign neglect, he's left with his grandmother who's feeding him cookies before dinner. Very irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> um, she doesn't speak English, she needs to speak. If she's gonna live here, she should speak our language, yes, exactly. Uh, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Um, No, but I just – I really appreciate, like, you know, through the lens of, like, analyzing this as, you know, kind of like we talked about with uh, Rob Zombie's films or, like, American Horror Story where there's this sort of – this homage that's being paid, this uh, lens, you know, Mm -hmm. that's being funneled. Mm -hmm. So this is um, Michael trying to make something that feels like gremlins or feels like, you know, other 80s monster mm-hmm. kind of horror movies yeah and yeah. i think it i think it su- succeeds a lot i like showing this when i show gremlins i like playing them back to back because it's just a lot it's a lot it, that is a fun couple of hours oh yeah that's a lot of Christmas. crossover yeah yeah you know and it kind of does have similar themes and um you know the vibe of, of of what matters what's important at the holidays yeah you know is kind of at the heart of this you know right yes yes <laughs> Uh, The family. Oh, my gosh. I
0: I don't understand just, like, the cruelty. Yeah. I don't understand the cruelty, and I also don't understand the, like, why the parents are not intervening. Like, I would never allow my kids to be that cruel. You have kids. But, like, if I
1: had, you know, (laughs) if I was to have an... To have issues. (laughs) Well, you know, and yeah, exactly. Like, I wonder about that. I was watching something else. Oh, I think it was uh, Nurse Jackie. I I was rewatching the first season of that recently. And there's, like, a scene where she, um, Edie Falco's character, Nurse Jackie, is uh, with another parent. And that parent's child is, like, bumping into Jackie's kid. And Mm -hmm. the parent doesn't correct her. So finally, Jack has to be like, Yo, kid, stop it. You're being a jerk. And the parent's like how dare you like talk to my daughter that way? And it's like, well, why don't you correct your kid? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I don't understand that. And particularly amongst families, like I remember being younger and, um, I had some cousins that were just, they were spoiled rotten. First of all, yeah, you know, they were wealthy. They were just, they were just assholes. And it was like their parents just didn't care, you know, to like, Correct them. So it's like if they were like making fun or doing something with us, like being poor riffraff, you know, it's like, why don't you, like, why is this, a, you know, it was just really fucked up. It was just a really fucked up family situation. That, yeah, for that, sure. So watching this and again, watching it tonight, especially given recent events in my life, you know, it just brought up kind of some of that. Like, I feel so angry on their behalf. Yeah, You know, um, Tony Collette's character, especially, and I love the scene where Aunt Dorothy's like kind of laying into her a little bit and she's just like, you know what, <laughs> like I did all this work and I tried really hard to have a nice Christmas. So fuck off. How yep. about that? You know? And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. You know, even though I do kind of like the aunt a lot, you know, cause mm-hmm. she, when she first shows up, it reminds me of, um, um, oh gosh, what's her name? Uh, on, um, Roseanne Shelley Winter's character. Didn't watch Roseanne. Oh, oh so. shit, that's right. What was her name? Something. Mar- Nona Mary. Nona Grandma Mary. I don't remember. Anyways, but she would show up and she was loud and raucous and like wanted to drink all the time. Like bring me three fingerfuls of whiskey and you mm-hmm. know a beer, a beer chaser. And she was like supposed to be, you know, probably in her seventies or something. Anyways, so I like the energy of that character, but she is such like a jerk, you know, like yeah. making fun of the house and just being like, "Oh God, you know, it looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here," which I I find hysterical. Yeah, but I'm also like, God, people like you. And then the sister and the brother-in-law and those horrible children mm-hmm. and the dog, and it's just like all this stuff. It's completely uninvited, you know. Like, well, I mean the the sister and her kids but not the aunt coming but not the aunt coming and in and everything and else and it's the dog a lot and of energy and it's like uh,
0: and she's really and you know and and i thought it was like okay or who's gonna be the cruel one and it's like oh the people who it, it didn't seem it, it just seemed awful that like the people who are the least um the least privileged i should say are the ones who are just the biggest jerk yeah, in context. In here. context yeah, here, because yeah, it's yeah. just like you know, Adam Scott and Tony Collette. They're not. They're they're not the best one hundred percent family, but they're still like they still open their home up. They're still trying to have some yeah, memories. Have a nice. Yeah, have a nice experience, and then for it all to be for naught,
1: and yeah. um, just people who are just like, ugh, you know, yeah. they're just just so rude you know? and then like and that then cruel the kids are cruel yeah oh
0: stevie reading the letter just at the at the dinner table with the rest of the family yeah so
1: max has the, the the letter he wrote to santa that's very sweet and very like you know everything's fucked up in life and i wish it would be better even for them like even this, he's
0: th- he's like selflessly wishing yeah. for them it's heartwarming um and it was just it was just awful that you know that was all put out there on display because, again, this is one of those, like, from the mouth of babes, right? So it's like right. he's the youngest. He sees everything. He he knows what's really going on more than some of the adults in the room. And he, he just wants everyone to have Christmas like before. But, you know, when he said that, he meant, like, you know, when he was a kid, younger, not yeah. like
1: before, like, you know, medieval Bavaria. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's the thing, you know, nowadays, like, living in this world, you know, with our technology and, you know, just everything, it's so hard to remain a kid, you know? It's just really difficult to stay innocent. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, It's not... It's difficult to... He was... You can tell that, like, he knew the truth, like, you know, or at least had an inkling that Santa doesn't
1: exist. He's old No, he enough. says it. He's yeah. like, no, I know. I just want to keep it for the younger
0: kids. And it's like, I just want to keep it alive because it's not so much that I actually believe in Santa. It's that, like, I believe in the magic of the time and what it represents. So, yeah,
1: yeah, the spirit of, you know, of the holiday. Yeah, and, yeah, it's just, it's just a sad, it's just like a sad, you know experience of like you know being young and and knowing that your family isn't you know because most of us you grow up and you think like you know rose-colored glasses you know when you're a, a certain age but there just comes a time where you start to see the world a little bit more clearly and it can be very sad and so in this in this situation it's yeah it's very yeah it's very jarring yeah for him so and then to have like jerk cousins who are just like you know making fun of him when he just wants to keep that Christmas spirit alive. So what's he do? He rips that letter up, throws it out and casts a spell. And like some kind of demonic Mary Poppins, (laughs) he floats Krampus. (laughs) You know? Yes. To, uh, to teach a lesson about losing the Christmas spirit. A spoonful of sugar will get you snatched up. (laughs) Get you snatched up. That's right, Joe. (laughs) Um, I really love the design of the Krampus, and I like the scene when the uh, the daughter – she wants to, like, go get high with her boyfriend and hang out, which it's like, you know what? Good on you, sis. Like, yeah, go for it. Fuck this shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> go do that. And so he's, like, up on the roof, the Krampus, and then, like, hopping and then starts to chase her from, like, roof to roof as she's running down the street. That is such a cool – effective scene. Yeah. So creepy. And again, it's kind of like Jaws or, you know, other, um, horror films where we see like alien where you don't really see him. Like, he's just this You see the figure. Yeah. Yeah. The shape, you know, the figure, the, the, you know, the outline of him. And and then you see like, he's got hooves when he, when he jumps on the ground she's under the car. I'm like, Oh, this is just when we saw that in the theater, I was just like, this is freaking cool. yeah. Um, yeah. Then so she's like the first to get it, to be taken away. Yeah. To the underworld. Right. Yes, to hell. Uh, <laughs> uh, so then, you know, obviously night continues on, family, they all realize that they've got no power. They've got to board it up because Krampus has brought the darkness and a, a massive blizzard with him. Yeah. Knocked out all the power. And they just got to sit there. Which I was thinking the same thing. Like, oh my gosh, they have like 12 people in this freaking house. Like, how, what are they going to do for a few yeah. days? Like, that sounds horrifying.
0: Yeah, especially like Blizzard can't go anywhere, got no
1: food. Yeah. They have leftovers, Joe. Ugh. <laughs> but no ham. And uh, crazed gingerbread cookies are coming. Yes. Weren't those adorable? The crazy Gingerbread Cookies. Yeah. I was
0: thinking more about the angel, the, like, demonic angel. Yeah,
1: I love that. The angel's very, very cool. Um, the Bell's nickels when they show up, like, the little mm-hmm. creatures he has with the, with the masks, those, uh, are, the those elves. are really creepy. Yeah. yeah, the elves. Those are really, really creepy. Mm-hmm. I just love that sort of, um, like, the way their masks are carved, like, the wood, the, the look of them
0: yeah it felt very, very particular, yeah it felt
1: style, very of that time, yeah yeah um oh gosh, what was it there was something uh, you said that made me think of something else Ah, it 'll come back <laughs> there we go <laughs> i'm
0: sorry, I just think like, we were we uh, when um Tony Collette is being accosted by these uh uh being accosted by the different demons, the different of Krampus's friends, um, she makes her face that like she made in Hereditary. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> the
1: but, <laughs> yeah, no, she's uh, she's good at that face, that like horrified. But I mean, Very, you know, what else are you gonna do if a weird angel tree topper suddenly? Rose starts claws and yeah starts, starts trying to tongue you. yeah yeah French Frenching your nose your nostrils <laughs> and you looking on your cheek you know what yeah. are you gonna do um, oh sh- I forgot to call you a spineless dick <laughs> that was a wonderful <laughs> moment you can continue to forget me to yeah. fr- forget to do that spineless dick that was hysterical um, yeah I meant to to bring this uh, bring that up so one of my favorite parts of the film is when the um, omi Omi. 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 uh, Tells her little story. And Mm -hmm. we get this lovely looking claymation animated. Yeah, yeah. You know, it looks like that, you know. And it brings up those old-fashioned Christmas specials that I fucking hate. Oh, yes. (laughs) You famously hate the claymation Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But I like this a lot because I love the mix of how they do it and, like, the tones and Mm -hmm. the colors of it. You know, that sepia kind of look. Uh, that is my favorite part of the of the film, and if they wanted to do like a whole other thing with that, you know you'd be on like, board. whoever animated that wanted to like do another like scary Christmas kind of thing with all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm hundred percent behind it. I don't know what, but something okay that is uh, the animation we'll put it is out there. and I love how they do like the shadows with Krampus and the the his um you know little evil. Accoutrement, his <laughs> Accoutrement. companions. Accoutrement, his companions, and all like the way they do the shadow, and I just, yeah, I, I just think it's really beautiful. The whole sequence,
0: delicious, yeah. Kind of like good.
1: what is it, Harry Potter? Yeah, I was
0: gonna say it's very Harry Potter yeah. and um the Deathly Hollows. It's That's the it. story of the Deathly Hollows. Yeah,
1: yeah, I really love that. Um, Kill Bill, like the Oren Ishii. like I love in the middle of like a movie. Having some build, sort of animation. Go, animation, go animated. But I, I dug that because, again, because of what he's trying to accomplish with this movie, you know, as as a sort of sort of a comment on like those old Christmas specials. I mean, it just it's perfect, yeah, yeah. you know, to kind of bring that in and um, add that imagery in to his to to the film. Yeah, for sure. Um, when you. We're a kid. Did you have to wait till everyone was awake for Christmas?
0: We opened our gifts um, usually Christmas Eve, like uh, okay. like at midnight uh, when it was technically Christmas Day. Okay. Uh, well, when we were before we lived in the mainland, we would come back from church and on Christmas Eve, and by that time, by the time we got home, because they would serve food, and so by the time we would come home, it'd be like 11, eleven, eleven thirty, and then we just kind of wait. Say, fuck it, just stay up and. Exactly. And then we had just Christmas, just my immediate family. And and the next day, we did Christmas with the extended family always. So we wouldn't, we would already have opened our presents. And then when we go to, you know, whoever's house, we'd open
1: presents there. Okay. I was just wondering about that because, like, obviously, so at, at the end of the movie, um, you know, little Max, his whole family's been taken, the Krampus and, 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 and friends, Krampus and friends. Yes. Let's start that show. Yes. Krampus and friends. Um, they all, they've taken the whole family and Max just begs, he's like, take me instead, mm-hmm. you know, and Krampus is like, fuck you into the <laughs> pit. You go as well. Yeah. So he's falling in the pit, and all of a sudden he wakes up in his room, and we think, "Aha, uh-huh, dream sequence." Yeah, it was a dream all along. It was all a dream. If you're gonna do this, you know that's the perfect way, you know, to end like this homage to these kind of '80s movies. It was all a dream. And so he gets up and he goes down, but the, he goes downstairs to the family and the sister when she's walking by, he's like, "Oh, finally! You know, we've been waiting." And I was it, that reminded me of like being a kid, and it was the same. Like we couldn't, we weren't allowed to wake each other up. Mm. so like if you got up you had to fucking wait till mm. everybody was awake you know and my sister is still like this she could sleep all fucking day you know what i mean so you just be <laughs> like god damn it you know like you'd be wake trying up. to make noise and slamming doors and trying to get, do things you know to sis be, wake up you know and even if you would wake her up she'd be like nah fuck christmas you know what i mean like i'm sleeping like she was just she was asleep, yeah. you know so i was just thinking about that i wanted to know I would ask if you had had that same experience. But, yeah, uh, you know, I wish we would have done that more, too. Like, the yeah. midnight thing. Well, we,
0: we definitely, funny. like... It was nice because it was something that we did just us. Like, it was our special thing. And then when we moved here... Um, and that's like, you know, we're teenagers and, you know, all that stuff. We move here, we would, uh, ch- church is like, they do church at like three o'clock. They, like we used to go to like nine o'clock mass and now they do church at like three o'clock or six o'clock. And so you would be done. And then it's like still hours until midnight. Yeah, And so then we would, um. And then, like, we started, like, oh, let's do, like, a special dinner. So we'd do something that we wouldn't normally do or, you know, and then try to run the clock to make it to midnight. But then after a while, I was like, you know, guys, like, it's technically Christmas on Guam. So let's open presents because then we can um, – then we'll we'll open presents and we'll have something uh, to that we can already talk to my older sister who lives on Guam. So we'll, she'll she'll talk to us and – You know, we'll have, like, Christmas at the same time with our family split apart. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. But I I always like having, like, you know, the official quote-unquote celebration on the day of with the bigger family. And then the kind of home unofficial, like, you know, just us kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do enjoy that. That's nice. I like that. I, something you said in the last episode, uh recent episode that, um. Really resonated with me. It's just like, why are you? Why do we force ourselves to be unhappy um, at the holidays? It's like we're just, you know, for the sake of trying to, for the sake of the holidays specifically. Why do we force ourselves to be unhappy? And I feel like that was just the theme in that whole the beginning, like twenty minutes of the of the movie was just like, why are they? Why are they doing this? Like if they. It's like, they know that they, Tony Collette is like, they have the, she has the moment with her sister about their mom. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Cause you know that your mom would have enjoyed it. But at a certain point it's just like, it just becomes such a drain, you know, or
1: is it worth it to do that? Yeah. I don't understand why, like the normalizing of like toxic, toxicity amongst family, you know, it's yeah. like, no, get your fucking shit together and quit being a dickhead. Like, or I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to see you. I'm not going to invite you to my house. And I'm not the bad person here. Yeah. You know, I just think it's very, very strange in general, you know, um, that that, it's just, it seems so normal for people to like suffer, you know, on the holidays. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's enough suffering. So that's why, like, for me, like, you know, Jeffrey, we were out, we were shopping today and, oh, should I get this? Should I make this? Should I make that? I'm like, no, Jeff, the point of of this holiday is to lay around in our pajamas and not worry about anything. I don't want to be cooking. I don't want to be getting up and down. Like there's tamales fucking steam them easy. Throw it in the microwave, whatever you want to do, you know, keep it easy, keep it easy, keep it simple. You know, I, it's, it's one of the few holidays where I don't go all out and cook a bunch of stuff and make, you know, it's like, I just want to have a day where we're all relaxed and we're drinking and we're having fun. And it's, people that want to be here they voluntarily yeah. come yeah. nobody's forced to be here yeah. I, you know and if nobody showed up i would do the same thing i would drink hot chocolate and filled with rum chata or whiskey or yeah. wine or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and watch movies that i love and lay around with the cats you yeah. know it's like exactly. i just don't understand like why people there's just this weird thing and it's obviously not everybody there's plenty of families out there that i'm sure have the norman fucking rockwell christmas yeah you know it's just like i i I feel like a lot more people it's like oh god you know i'd love to come over to your house but i have to see my fucking family and i hate it and they hate me for this and that and blah blah but i gotta see them because it's family and i'm just like okay I mean, good on you, like if you, if you can do that, but it's yeah. like, that's very, that's very hard for me, you know? Cause again, I'm the one that's going to say like, why, why? you yeah. know, why are we doing you this? You cannot go. Yeah. You know? And I mean, and again, I wish that, I wish that my family lived here and we had more opportunities to get together, you know, like my brother, he really wanted to come out. He called me, um, a couple of days ago and he was like, uh. You know, just shooting the shit and whatnot. He was taking his kid back in, you know, Cincinnati to Kings Island for their, like, winter mm-hmm. thing. Kind of like, you know, here people go to Balboa Park. and yeah, yeah, lights yeah. And stuff. So, there's the same thing at Kings Island. Um, and they also have rides and, and stuff like that. It's an amusement park. And they, um, he's like, so, like, what, it, like, what is this scary Christmas thing that you do? Like, what's it all <laughs> about? And I'm like, you know, I've been doing it. For years, you know, when it was just me, because I just hated Christmas growing up. And, you know, we talked a little bit about that, kind of reflected on, you know, my mom was all, it was just, it was so hard to have a happy holiday because Mm -hmm. it was like any present she got us came with apologies, you Mm -hmm. know, about them not being more or Mm -hmm. not being more expensive or more whatever. It was like, it just depressed me constantly. Yeah. You know, and, my siblings, we, it was always fighting and yelling and screaming. You know, it was just like – it was just a nightmare, you know, and I think a lot of people have that, you know. But my favorite thing was usually we would get movies at the holidays and lay around and watch them all day, you know. So my brother and I, we were like reminiscing about this. Mm-hmm. You know, and getting especially like horror movies, you know. Yeah, of course. And or because you had that break, you know, you'd go to the movie gallery and you'd pick a few movies and we'd have them for the for the holiday break, you know, so we would watch, you know, these bonkers horror films, you know, like Silent Night, Deadly Night or Better Watch or um, You Better Watch Out. It's a, a different one than mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than the um the the newer one that came out of a nineteen eighties um film that I'll be showing to uh, at Um, Scary Christmas. Christmas. Uh, You know, and, but also like The Exorcist and, you know, other like, you know, see, you know, like that's, it's a very religious film. You know, it's perfect for the holidays. Yes. Um, Yes. You know, and we were just kind of reflecting on that. I'm like, you know, that was always my favorite thing. It was just us laying around and eating candy or whatever and watching, you know, these horror movies. So I was like, that's really all it is. It's not complicated. You know, if you guys want to come, come. You know, so they're thinking, you know, next year he would like to come out and actually join us, which I'm like, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be so amazing. Cool. Yeah. Even if they didn't come, for, even if they came early and just to go to Balboa and to do like, you know, Christmas in California thing before. Because yeah. her, my brother's wife's family is very much into the holidays. And, you know, they're Christians. And so they take Christmas very seriously. And they're very family. And they're awesome. Like, I mean, they... They, I'm sure, have, like, a Norman Rockwell type of Christmas, you know? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Because they're very, they're very loving and very caring people. And um, they were really helpful when, when you know, we lost um, our mother. You know, they were just so supportive and very great people. But they're like, you know, her mom's like, you're not taking my grandson to California on Christmas. Yeah, not, to have I'm no gonna, scary fucking Christmas. Not going to fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'm like, come early and we'll do it early, you know? Like, I can have my thing with everybody here on Christmas day or Christmas Eve, but we can also come early and we'll do it too. You know? Yeah. There's no shortage of holiday horror. Exactly. It's
0: not like you don't like want to watch these things multiple times. Exactly.
1: And well, and we're so lucky now because there's so many, you know, I think when I first started this, like it was such a stretch, you know, I mean, I could get a few things from the eighties, you know, but really now it's like, what makes the cut? I know. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's getting harder and harder, you know, I have to say that. Um, so, uh, back to the ending of the movie. Instead of a little diatribe into <laughs> holiday <laughs> memories. Yeah. Uh, so, the ending of the movie, um, Max. They're all open in presence. Yeah, open in presence. Max opens up a box, and what's there? Krampus Bell. Mm. Uh oh. And then everybody starts remembering, like, oh shit, that really happened. It wasn't a nightmare, it wasn't a dream that we all had. And then it pulls out and pulls out away from them. And, oh, they're in a snow globe in, like, a cave somewhere.
0: In the underworld.
1: In the underworld with the Krampus that, they, that they've been taken. If that's your interpretation of the ending.
0: Yeah. Or it could be that, like, he's keeping an eye on them.
1: Yeah. That's, you know, uh, yeah. There's a couple <laughs> ideas about what the ending was. When I first saw it, I was like, he's got him. Yeah. And they're trapped there forever with all these other families that he's taken, you know, and they're just in this hell of their own making, which hell is other people. Hell is other people. And might as well be the horrible family members. (laughs) During Christmas. Thank you, Sarge. (laughs) Having to redo the same Christmas morning over and over again. Like, that's pretty horrific. Yeah. You know, this is what you're missing out on because you all couldn't, like, figure out how to have the Christmas spirit. But, yeah, there was also, um, I was reading an interpretation of the ending that it was really, that's just his gateway you know, so he could keep an yeah. eye on him and he left mm-hmm. the bell is like the kid learned, you know, to sacrifice himself on behalf of his family, which was the point, was to have that that spirit. So the bell is just a reminder, you yeah. know, to 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 hold on to that and not um not forget it, not take it for yeah. granted. Mm-hmm. You know, which I'm like, that's cute. I mean that's a nice ending. I the cynic in me just prefers to think that they're living you know, in the underworld that they're just living in the underworld. Exactly. Trapped in in a snow globe um, with those horrible people. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Known as family. I love that it's like
0: also, you know, it references the Polar Express because he gets a bell from Santa's sleigh. Uh, Yeah. There we go. So in the Polar Express. Yeah. He gets, the kid gets chosen and he can choose any present that Santa will give it to him. And he just says that he wants like, just like a bell from Santa's sleigh and then he gets it to him and the bell is like, the bell you can only ring as long as you believe in santa oh. and then as he got older he didn't hear the bell anymore bell yeah but you know you can hear Krampus's bell in the underworld <laughs> you can
1: i wish i had one i keep meaning to order one we- um the workshop the people behind the wet tire or whatever wta mm-hmm. uh they have a gift shop and you can buy Recreations of Krampus's Bell. Ooh. And I don't have one. And I really should. It's a bummer. You really should. You have Krampus a lot of things in here. I do. I really do. I, I was just going to read um, a little bit from Krampus, The Devil of Christmas by Monty Beauchamp. Uh, he's the one, you know, the cards that I had a couple years ago. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's so, the same image, right? Yeah, it's a lot of the same imagery. So this this book is a collection of the art um, in in 19th century Germany. Um, legend had it that those who were pure of heart bore witness to the magic of Christmas Eve, and so they made these like images of the Christmas devil to <laughs> to warn like children. So this is full of the um, it's a collection of all the all these different images that these people painted as warnings of. This is believing. a way to manipulate children. Yeah, disobedient children. Are going are gonna to get it. I love it. Uh, so, yes, as Nicholas, um, St. Nicholas, travels door-to-door doling out treats and gifts to those boys and girls who'd been good all year, those who behave badly are dealt with by the Krampus. <laughs> yes. I know. You love that, don't you?
0: I do love that. I love it. It's <laughs> we. I love anything where it's like we've created this myth in order... To manipulate our children into doing what we want.
1: Yeah, and according to this book, so um, it says, dating as far back as the mid seventeenth century, European history reveals that Saint Nicholas has traveled with an array of unsavory servants. Mm. How's that for you? Like unsavory Peter, I think. Yep, that the Dutch speak of Schwartepiet, a black
0: Schwartepita. Schwarz uh, is black, I exactly. think, right? A so.
1: black-faced menace in medieval dress who crams misbehaviors into his Christmas bag and then spirits them off to Spain. Because <laughs> <laughs> so. I guess
0: if you were a Dutch person, the worst place you could go is Spain. <laughs> Apparently.
1: I, I mean, they can whisk me off to Spain.
0: Also, um, it's kind of racist. Like, it's kind of
1: yeah. racist now when yeah. they do the Schwarzapita. Well, any, the ways that, you know, anything black gets associated with the darkness and with evil. Yeah. Um, that, w- that was one of my friend's criticism of Cats. Because really the only two black people in the movie are both... Ostracized. Are ostracized. Well, one is bad. ostracized and one is bad. Well, they give Grizabella this backstory that she and McCavity are like... Together. Uh. have been together. And that's why she, like, ran off. Rather than, rather uh. than, like, the stage show never had that. Anyway, sorry. Back, see, look at that. Back to cats. Uh, anyways, in Czechoslovakia, children unable to recite their prayers are beaten by an evil spirit called Cert, Sert. C-E-R-T. C-E-R-T. Mm-hmm. In northern Germany. By a mint? There, there's they're, necht. They're, they're hit by mints. How would you say that? Nacht. Ruprecht. Ruprecht. A disheveled, devilish-looking see where we're going. Lots of devilish looking. A lot of devils. Lout, who crams boisterous brats into his hefty cloth sack. I'm enjoying the um, alliteration and the um, consonants. In a brutish brout and a brutish lout. Boisterous brats in boisterous his heavy cloth sack. sack. Um, <laughs> I know. So funny. So, yeah. So, Krampus, this sort of imagery has existed for a very long time, these sort of horned gods, horned creatures that, you know, travel by night and tempt humans into doing things. It's not a, um, it's, it's not, not a, a new, no, it's not, not, not a new concept. Um, yeah. So apparently that's kind of what happened. Doherty sometime in the nineties, I believe somebody sent him a greeting card uh, that had this Krampus on it. And he started thinking like, Oh, I want to do something with like that. It just took a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this book is really awesome cause it just has all of these different images and fun, uh, fun things, fun, fun thinking things. things. Yeah. From the postal An Austrian creation dubbed the correspondence card, Uh, and, uh, that was the, wait, what postal card. Mm. Uh, so that's when they, yeah, started sending these with Krampus on them apparently. Nice. Yeah. So fun. Krampus kart. Krampus Karte. Yeah, so I have that Krampus book. And then I do also have the making uh, or the art of Krampus, but it's basically a making of book mm. um, that has lots of really cool illustrations and stories behind the set and, you know, um, original artwork. There you go. Nice look at the Oh, Kramp- look at that. At the Krampus. His eyes are very cool. They're like goat's eyes, you know, where the pupils yeah. are to the side. Yeah, and I have other other cool Krampus material, Joe, if you would care to read or peruse per, per at your leisure. Of course. <laughs> um, I'm just looking to see if there's any other random things. Oh, I don't know if it's connected. This is really off topic. <laughs> but there's a mention, uh, Tony Collette's character mentions to Adam... Um, Adam Scott's character that Max isn't allowed to talk or won't talk to other neighbors after the noodle incident. Do you remember that? It's real quick. Yes, it's very quick. Yeah. She's like, oh, after Max's noodle incident. And I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but did you ever read Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah. Look at the comic. There was always mentioned, not always, but several comics mentioned offhandedly the noodle incident.
0: Yes, and
1: I wonder if they're if that's like meant to be.
0: Well, I think it's meant to be a reference because because he's they say that in reference to who's making the snowmen. And the Snowmen Calvin in those comics is all about the snowmen. Like he he puts he um, make snowmen in weird poses,
1: and you know, yeah, very, the evil grotesque. attack of the um, deranged killer snow yeah. mutant snowman or whatever the book. Is exactly, I have it over there somewhere. Yes, but it's Max that did the noodle incident. So there's a. So I just think that's. A,
0: but I think it's just like because it's like it's it's spoken in that yeah. way. They're trying to figure out who did the snowmen. I yeah, think that's yeah, just yeah, a big yeah, reference yeah. to.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I just love that as like a little Easter egg in there because I'm not. Because again, yeah, I'm not really sure what they. Are yeah. trying to you know say if they were just throwing that out there, but yeah. I just love it because I like, love Ooh, and Spetze? <laughs> Spetze? Uh, All right. Any other last minute thoughts? Any stray ramblings? Things you enjoyed about the Krampus?
0: <laughs> I, I definitely besides
1: looking at Adam Scott.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> Adam Scott's pretty. <laughs> Adam Scott is pretty, he's, uh, he's, he's very good in this. I mean, to Collette, Adam Scott. Every, yeah, really I really, yeah,
1: it's enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy Scary Christmas a lot, and I feel like it's a time where, <laughs> I feel like waxing on the holiday more, more than anything. I feel like it's, it's good to, um, also be reminded that, you know, terrible things happen at Christmas.
1: Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, happen it's- all the time. It's another thing. It, 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 the horrors and um, life-shattering events are just any a holiday away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> not that. No. From our icy black hearts to yours, dear listener, I, I do hope that you have a wonderful rest of your holiday season. Mm-hmm. Joe, I know that you will. I look forward to uh, hearing stories of what what your fam what goes down of good wholesome
0: guamanian fun yes <laughs> um
1: but yeah so it's another wonderful wonderful holiday
0: holiday a holiday <laughs> a holiday a holiday all right
1: well greetings from krampus, greetings and, krampus. Um, and seasons bleeding seasons
0: bleeding <laughs> oh, wait hold on we have to do it. it's it's our tradition now we wish you a scary Crypt- Come on! <laughs> we, oh, I was gonna okay. join in on the we second part. Wish we, we wish you a scary crypt We wish you a scary crypt We wish you a scary crypt And a year filled with fear <laughs> Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our
1: intro was edited by Davy Boy
0: Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California.